Now, me growing up, I was raised by a female. I'm a single woman. Did everything, looked out for me. So, I truly believe that women can do anything, you know, outside of like bench 300 pounds. <laughs> but y'all can take like 8,000 pounds worth of pain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's other ways. So, all I'm just saying, I'm saying that to say, I don't believe in suppressing women. And yet, I truly believe in giving women the first opportunity. Because mm -hmm. I don't trust these dudes out here. Mm -hmm. So, um, my question to you is, who, as a woman, who inspired you in the Army to be all you could be? Now... Let me ask you, what are some of just the individual divisions you feel women don't deserve to be in? Uh, combat engineers and infantry. I'll just, that's like a general, that's as general as I can get. Because my MOS was combat arms, mm -hmm. but I wasn't in the direct line of fire. Mm. Combat arms, now describe that for me. Um, I was a missile operator. So, if it's going down and we in war, you out there pressing R2, R2 square B. Well, I, I don't triangle. actually push the button. Uh -huh. I'm the person that preps the actual missile itself. Now, you just said places that are not. Give me some places that are not for women. Um... So this whole, like in the last, like four, what, five years maybe, female rangers, I don't think that's a place for a woman in the military. And I've caught, me personally as a soldier, caught so much hell for thinking the way that I thought, but there's reasons behind it. Mm -hmm. I have been with multiple people. I'm not against the women that can, just because you as a woman can do something does not mean that you should. Mm -hmm. All right, what was the most gruesome thing you've seen in the army? Injury, somebody fell, somebody bust their head open. Um, we were running drills mm -hmm. for our MOS. We were getting ready to, um, we were competing to do a live fire with another unit and my tag, my other, my partner in my drill, mm -hmm. it was it was late, it was dark, that was part of the drill. We had to do it in the dark, in full gear, with our gas mask on. Mm -hmm. um, so we're running, tags like tag one ready. He runs around the side of the truck and he falls and I hear him yell stop the drill, stop the drill, stop the drill. I'm like, what's going on? I come around and his foot is in a hole that was supposed to be covered up by the truck. The person is driving the truck. Um, and his bone to his knee is, is sticking out. Mm. Like just, yeah. just there, just there. Ugh. And being in Korea, it sucks because where we were at, mm -hmm. we weren't on the American side of post. So we had to wait for the Korean medics to show up. And if our LT and liaison wasn't there, so we're trying to speak to Korean to these people 
his leg is broken on the radio, and they're just nama 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 nama. Damn. Like kung fu. I don't understand. How All right. So I was trying to hold it off, but we starting <laughs> to get a little boring. So let's get to it. So get comfortable. Cause I need you to represent on this. <laughs> Women in the military. Mm-hmm. What are your overall thoughts? You just gave them, but what are your overall overview before we deep dive into yeah. this? <clears throat> I'm unprepared. <laughs> I don't have notes. I don't have questions queued up. This is gonna be straight off the top. Army life. Female. What age are you when you enlist? So you sign up, you enlist. What was their uh, recruiting tactics to getting you in there? Because I remember, uh, I guess, in Tyson, one of the, um, I think I was doing Navy, nice. just to see if I could get the two grand. Mm-hmm. So motherfucker wanted to you know, come over and take me out and all that. So what were some of the things that they did to like recruit you? What was your uh, cumulative GPA in high school? <laughs> I had like a, it was like a 370. No. Mm, a 3.7. 3.7, yeah. Damn. It wasn't terrible, I don't think. I don't think, maybe. Had double my shit. Yeah, at enrollment, you want the signing bonus. Get that. You sign up, you get the bonus. Oh, no, no, no. No. You didn't get the bonus? You don't get your bonus as soon as you join. You don't see that money until after completion of basic and AIT. Mm, which is how long? But other than that, everything else was terrible. It it was hard. You Everything you did was timed. You had a time to do this. You had a time to do that. Like you had to eat. There would be, I think I had 47 people in my platoon. And all 47 of us had 45 minutes to eat. Mm. That was the time. So pretty much a minute a person. All 47 of us. And we were carrying our weapons all the time. So you were put on weapons guard. The first two people to get done had to go out and relieve you to make sure that you had time to eat in that 45 minute time frame that your platoon was assigned to eat. Speak on just some of the uh, discrepancies. Dis- I said it completely wrong. Discrepancies that you have with the army. Now, being that the army is lacking toughness and this crackdown is on these kids. Um. Where do you see our military ranking as far as being a threat 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now? Where um, do you see the outcome of that being? How did you end up in rattlesnake country? <laughs> rattlesnake Texas. country. Texas. That's that's where the army sent me. Oh, you got branched there. Yeah. And you stayed? I did. I did. What is it about Texas? I've never been. I want to go. Travis Scott makes Houston sound like the greatest place in the world. Houston is overrated. Ooh. Explain. I will say that and let the beehive <laughs> attack me. Travis Scott fans, everybody fans attack me. Um, now compare it to Charlotte. 
Houston compared to Charlotte, Houston is a little bit bigger. It's got way more people. Texans can't drive to save their lives. What? They suck some terrible. All that desert space and road they be on. <laughs> yeah, no. And one of the one of the reasons why I don't think Texas can, you know, you can get your car, you can buy a car in Texas before you get a driver's license. Mm. That is a thing. Mm. I was like, wait, what? That's so ass backwards. But <laughs> <laughs> um, is it like that in North Carolina? No. You got that license? Yeah. Okay. I never even thought about that. Um, it is, it's nice, it's just, it's overpriced, and it's almost like they can point you out if you're a tourist. They can pinpoint you, mm-hmm. like a, a native-born oh, yeah. Houston person you out of town. can look at you and be like, yeah, you're not from here, this is what you go, do this, do this, <laughs> do that. Yeah. I'm just like, ooh, excuse me. I went to a Rockets game mm-hmm. last not last year, I think it was year before. Um, and the stadium's freaking huge. It's like giant, enormous. Um, and they're, they're, I don't want to say rude. I'm not rooting for the Rockets. That's not my team. Yeah. That was probably my mistake walking in there with a non Rockets jersey on. They were like, ew, go, don't touch me. What you have on? I want to talk about it. <laughs> Because it wasn't a Hornets jersey either, so. A Mavericks jersey or something. It was gross. <laughs> no. Now, Dallas is nice. I like Dallas. Compared to Houston, I would go to Dallas before I went to Houston. Now, finish comparing it to Charlotte. Um, you said bad transportation, bad driving. Now, Charlotte has become a overpriced city that's starting to push its own people out of it. You do know that. Right? I mean, it was like that. Before I left 10 years ago. I mean, it, I mean oh, it's getting worse. Yeah. I saw that there's a toll on 74 headed towards Monroe. What the heck is this mess? I was like, what? It's crazy out here. It, I, shit, back, I'm sorry. Back in high school, I always felt like you could get an apartment uptown for $1,000. Yeah. Not, Not now, yeah, man, no. You're paying 4000 for that same space. Y'all want to say goodbye? I'm doing all that talking. Say something. Say bye. Say new Joe Button podcast. Have you say new Joe Button? (laughs) I'm out. Here is your boy Robbie Dean back with another one those fire ass episodes of me Blanc Amigo and this is episode 29 I love my chopper suppressing black women in the military yeah in this episode man I link up with a homegirl from high school who ended up taking off right at the high school to the army and uh, we pretty much just speak on her having to find herself at a young age in the army uh, the challenges she went through the good, the bad, the ugly, um, you know, some of the more gruesome injuries she's dealt with, um, her inspirations to enroll in the army, uh, you know, transitioning from her household rules to military rules, 
um, you know, being suppressed as a woman, being suppressed as a black human being, being that she enrolled in 2008, you know, a little prior towards social media helping us reflect the light on suppression and racism in this country. Damn, I'm sounding so professional, but I'm getting good at this shit. Um, other than that, we speak about uh, being in the military and leaving her out to stay in Texas instead of coming back home once she finished uh, duty tour, however they say it. Uh, we compare, uh, damn, blah. we compare Houston and Dallas to Charlotte, being that they're bigger cities, but Charlotte has more people. Um, we speak on the ins and outs of that, and uh, you know, yeah, pretty much that's it, man. One of the fire ass episodes. I'm rushing through this intro. I don't even know why. I need to slow down. I do need to calm down. I don't know what the fuck going on, but yeah, man, in this episode. She had her kids with her, and you'll hear her in the background playing with shit, making little noises here and there. Work with me, people. I Every episode ain't gonna be perfect, my nigga. But this one is pretty good for the distractions and, you know, the way we had to both focus on both these kids to keep them occupied in the middle of an hour-long interview. Like always, though, shit A1. I give you the best content because I ask the best questions. I deliver the best quality I stayed the most consistent. Um, other than that, you already know, follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, for the slow ones, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. And like always, like always, like always, like, comment, subscribe, like the white girls in the motherfucking valley say. <laughs> I'm out. I brought you here to talk about life in the military as a female. Um, what branch were you in? I was Army. You were Army. Yep. And I'm going to just jump straight into it. <clears throat> I'm unprepared. <laughs> I don't have notes. I don't have questions queued up. This is going to be straight off the top. Army life. Female. What age are you when you enlist? 18. 18. What made you want to join the Army? Um, I had no desire to go to college, and I was not staying at my mama's house. Mm. Now, being 18, young, didn't want to go to college, what made you understand that you still had to do the right thing? I don't know if I would say right thing. Um, it was almost out of impulse because I could have sat around in my mom's house and did nothing. I just, mm. I, I wasn't feeling that. I didn't want to. And w what was your uh, immediate reaction to having enrollment? Like, what was the first steps that happened when you walked in that building and thought about signing up? Or did you do it at school? Um... Well, the recruiter came and talked to me, or, you know, he was outside at the cafeteria or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, 
I passed them once or twice. Initially, it didn't really seem like something I would have done. And then as senior year progressed and everybody was getting accepted into school, and I'm just like, I know I'm not going. I should probably try to figure something out. Mm. Um, I actually spoke to one of the kids in ROTC. I don't remember who he was. Um, and he was like, it's not all about being brought up in the military or knowing military life. It's just something that you could do. So the initial reason why I did it, which probably wasn't the right reasons, was because it was a way for me to have a paycheck and I could go outside of the state of North Carolina mm. and see other places, other people, other cultures, other lifestyles. Right. Um, so you sign up, you enlist. What was their uh, recruiting tactics to getting you in there? Because I remember, uh, I guess, in Tyson, one of the, um, I think I was doing Navy, just to see if I can get the two grand. Mm-hmm. So motherfucker wanted to, you know, come over and take me out and all that. So what were some of the things that they did to, like, recruit you? Um, Enlistment bonuses. Mm-hmm. When I first considered it, <coughs> the day that I actually went and talked to a recruiter, Sergeant Dunn, who was the school's Army recruiter, was there. And in this particular day, there was a Marine, a Marine recruiter there, too. Mm-hmm. And I talked to both of them, and they were like, ooh, enlistment bonuses. You get X amount of money just for joining. Right. And I was like, ooh, free money, but it's not really free money. Exactly. And they about got me because I needed a car at the time. So I really thought about signing up, but last minute I didn't even do it. I ended up just getting a job. Um, What was your thought on thoughts on working at the time because you could have just went and got a job um i i don't know i don't think i had any i just i guess the norm for um my family having four siblings ahead of me um having four siblings ahead of me three but I have four siblings or five? One, mm-hmm. two, three, four. Four siblings ahead of me. I forgot how many sisters I had for a second. Um, two of them went to school. One didn't graduate, and the other went straight to work. All right. Um, I guess it's almost like I want to do something different. Cause no, I, school wasn't my. I didn't like high school. I definitely wasn't trying to go to college. What was your uh, cumulative GPA in high school? I had like a. It was like a 370. No. Mm, a 3.7. 3.7, yeah. Damn. It wasn't terrible, I don't think. I don't think, maybe. Had double my shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You're at enrollment. You want the signing bonus. You, like, you sign up. You, don't you get the bonus. Oh, no, no, no. No. You didn't get the bonus? You don't get your bonus as soon as you join. You don't see that money until after completion of basic and AIT. Mm, which is how long? My So basic is nine weeks regardless of what you do. Right. And then your AIT 
or advanced individual training determines how long it is is determined by what your job is. Mm. So it could be anywhere from like infantry, their training is like 14 weeks to another MOS in my branch. Their training is 25 weeks. Now mine was 22. So, but, and then you got military intel. A lot of their training is a year. Yeah. So you could be in training for a year before you even see your enlistment bonus. And then depending on how much you got for an enlistment bonus, you might not get all of it. Mm. My enlistment bonus was 45000 I got 10 of that. And then it it was an increment. So for the first four years, I got $10,000 every year at my anniversary. Oh, I see what you So said. it wasn't forty five all at once front. like yeah, they yeah. said they it was going to be. <laughs> oh, you get 45000 for joining the Army. Yay. They and then once 45? I... 45. I was told a $2,000 sign-on bonus. Oh, no, it changes all the time because when Cody Trotter, do you remember him? Yeah. When he joined six or seven months later, he got an enlistment bonus too, but it was only like 20 maybe, I think he said. Mm. Dang. And then there were people that came in. Um, I know a buddy of mine. Crap, huh? You can put him in between. A buddy of mine that joined from Independence <coughs> because of his MOS, they were really looking for it. Um, he got like 12 for joining. Mm. So, and then for a while, there weren't enlistment bonuses. <coughs> so it just depends on. Yeah. The need for the job that you are requesting. Alright, so you get the you sign up, you don't get the bonus. Nine weeks of training. What is that like from you to go from like I guess your disciplined household or, you know, loose household to mm-hmm. the army life? Uh just the training part. So like basic? Yeah, the nine weeks she was telling me about. It was rough. Um, I mean, I was I, the only thing that was easy was waking up, and that was only because senior, junior, and senior year I was up early anyway, mm-hmm. like five. But other than that, everything else was terrible. It it was hard. You everything you did was timed. You had a time to do this. You had a time to do that. Like you had to eat. There would be, I think I had 47 people in my platoon, and all 47 of us had 45 minutes to eat. Mm. That was the time, so pretty much a minute a person. All 47 of us, and we were carrying our weapons all the time. So you were put on weapons guard, the first two people to get done had to go out and relieve you to make sure that you had time to eat in that 45 minute time frame that your platoon was assigned to eat. Jeez, or else you were stuck eating one of those wonderful meal readies MREs. Okay, so just in this nine weeks, you you have this culture shop. Um, everything is new to you. You have to adjust to it. Um. Is there anything that made you want to quit or go home and not do it again? 
In basic, no. I was very, 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 very fortunate to have. I had a female drill sergeant. She was one of like, I guess there were, they were just recently in like the last like five or six years killing, telling us opening up to females being drill sergeant. Mm -hmm. So not only was she a female drill sergeant, but she was a black female drill sergeant. Mm -hmm. So I got really lucky, and. Going through basic, not having problems with PT, mm -hmm. thanks to weightlifting yeah. and all that that I was doing in high school, yeah. my drill sergeant would pull some of us females aside and say, no matter how hard it get, how hard it might get, don't quit, because that's what they want you to do. Yeah. They don't want, still in 2008, it's not a woman's army. They don't want to see women succeed, especially in some of the MOSs that some of us were going into. Alright, so I was trying to hold it off, but we starting to get a little boring. So let's get to it. So get comfortable. Because I need you to represent on this. <laughs> Women in the military. Mm -hmm. What are your overall thoughts? You just gave them, but what are your overall overview before we deep dive into yeah. this? Well, that depends on what you mean overall. Because me, my personal perspective... There are places for women in the military, and right. then there are not. Mm. There are things that women can do in the military, and then there are not. Mm. So just, it, it depends on what you mean by place. Now, you just said places that are not. Give me some places that are not for women in the military. Um... So this whole, like, in the last, like, four, what, five years, maybe, female rangers, I don't think that's a place for a woman in the military. And I've caught, me personally, as a soldier, caught so much hell for thinking the way that I thought. But there's reasons behind it. Mm -hmm. I have been with multiple people. I'm not against... The women that can, just because you as a woman can do something does not mean that you should. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how I look at it, being me, um, women weren't placed in certain MOSs because of how we are, as women, are made. We spend so much time trying to show the world that we as women can do what a man can do. We you lose our uniqueness as a woman. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you, what are some of just the individual divisions you feel women don't deserve to be in? Uh, combat engineers and infantry. I'll just, that's like a general, that's as general as I can get. Because my MOS was combat arms, mm -hmm. but I wasn't in the direct line of fire. Mm. Combat arms, now describe that for me. Um... I was a missile operator. So, if it's going down and we in war, you out there pressing R2, R2 square B. Well, I, I don't triangle. actually push the button. Uh -huh. I'm the person that preps the actual missile itself. Okay. So, how my instructor told us, which is so jacked up now that I think about it, as I've been thinking about it over the years. Uh -huh. When we graduated AIT, he told us that us as... 
14 tangos. That was my MOS. If we were to ever die in combat, like people were shooting at us, uh-huh. everybody was dying. Mm. Because we are the first people that, because we're further away from the rest of our team, our right. group. Mm-hmm. But because we're so far away, mm-hmm. there should be, there should be uh, interaction. Right. There should be everybody else, and then we should be able to get stuff ready before the people actually push the button to launch the missile. Mm. And you accepted that role. You was willing to take that? Yeah. Now, in 2008, wasn't we at war? Yes. This was like four four years into the war on Iraq or Afghanistan. One of those two. Mm. It's all the same to me. And you was out there? No. I never got deployed to Iraq as my MOS. Oh, man. We wouldn't have. Okay. So, back to the women and um, how you feel about them in the Army. Give me your just saddest, uh, it could be you or you witnessed it on another female where you just clearly seen they hated on a woman who was capable of doing what they needed to do and they did not come through. Um, so when I first got to my unit, in 2008, November of 2008, I took my first PT test in my unit. Um, my first sergeant and commander, my direct line chain important people, um, they were all old school army. So they were new to having females in their units. My MOS was actually, had just opened up Four females, like the year in 2004, maybe, I think was the first year that females were allowed inside my job that I had. Mm. So in that four years, it wasn't a lot of time for everybody to kind of get used to having females. So I got to my unit. We all get ready to take our PT test. And Mm. my first aunt, me and the battery that I was in, my my everyday group of people, I Mm. guess, um, there were, I think we had five females in the whole battery. There were five of us. Me, Rod, Kingston, Sylvia. So four, so I can think of. Yeah. Um, and there was one particular female specialist, Rodriguez, who apparently was like Billy Badass of the unit. <laughs> yay, yay, she's great. Yeah. Um, I got there, and my first aunt's like, these are the rules and regulations. This is how things go. You're not going to complain. Yeah. Roger. I didn't <laughs> think I was allowed to, right? <laughs> but okay. So we get ready to take our PT test, and as we're going, I'm doing my push-ups. How many? I would count. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, as a female in 2008, I don't know if the PT requirements have changed, um, I had to do like 19 push-ups to pass. Right. 19 push-ups is nothing. I think, nothing. I think to nothing. max, it was like 40-something. Mm-hmm. 42. 42. It could That's be. what you got? 
That was the max. Mm-hmm. I hit 30, and the person that was grading me stopped counting. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not going low enough. Oh, you're not going low enough. Oh, just put your back down. Oh, put your butt down. Oh, your back's not straight. And I'm like, okay. So he got to 42, but I counted in my head 51. Mm-hmm. So then I just stopped. We get ready to do sit-ups. Minimum requirement for sit-ups is 53. Right. I got all 62 of my sit-ups. My run time to pass when I first got in, mm-hmm. I had to run two miles in 18 minutes. Now, thanks to weightlifting, we ran all the time. It was cake. Yeah. I ran my two miles it's in like fun. 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Yeah. One of the first, one of the first people, not just females, one of the first people to finish. Right. And I got looks like you're brand new. How <laughs> are you doing this? And I got people that's been in the army three, four years that can't do it. Now I just took it, okay, maybe it's age. As you get older, the army weighs down on you. You know, you, you know whatever. Yeah. I get done. I go to do my little final stretch. And Rodriguez, the other female, female, Billy Badass, whatever, walks up. And she looks me in my face and she tells me, you're not going to get the PT score that you think you should get. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why? She's like, because you're a girl. Mm-hmm. And our platoon sergeant is going to feel some type of way about you doing better than his brand new males. And I was like, thanks for the tip, mm-hmm. but I feel some type of way. All right. And when I looked at my PT, co- PT card, <coughs> I should have mm-hmm. got a 300. I should have maxed my PT, PT test. And I look at it, and I got a 280. He cut my run time down by like three minutes, so it ended up being like 14 minutes and some change, mm-hmm. which was like probably, I think it was right at that, maybe, maxing. And then I got my sit-ups knocked to where I only did like 40 and then my push-ups, he only counted 32. Mm. And I was just like, what? Oh, you'll do better as the rest of the platoon does better. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Yeah. Listen here, Private. That's mm. not how you talk to an NCO. Mm. Roger. <laughs> now, me growing up, I was raised by a female. I'm a single woman. Did everything looked out for me, so I truly believe that women can do anything, you know, outside of like bench three hundred pounds. <laughs> but y'all can take like eight thousand pounds worth of pain. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's other ways. So all I'm just saying, I'm saying that to say I don't believe in suppressing women, and yet yeah, I truly believe in giving women the first opportunity because mm-hmm. I don't trust these dudes out here. Mm-hmm. So, um, my question to you is, who, as a woman, who inspired you in the Army to be all you could be? Well, initially when I joined, the only person that 100% wholeheartedly had my back was my grandfather. He was in the Air Force, so I said I was joining the Army. He was kind of like, ooh, mm-hmm. soldier, you should join the Air Force. But after I joined, I made it through basic, I made it through AIT. I had done good in my unit. He's like, you can do this. Yeah. Pretty much same thing my drill sergeant told me. No matter how hard it gets, you got this. And I think with him, even though he was here, retired, doing his retirement thing or whatever, I mean, he's, he was older. But it was still good to know that not only was it a family member that had my back, but it was somebody that was always in my corner. Yeah. And then throughout my career there was a 
real close friend of mine. It's like my brother. Um, I have known him since AIT. We still talk on a regular today. Um, name is Marcus. Me and him have been thick as thieves. We were pretty much stationed everywhere together until like this last duty station. I left Korea and went to Hood. He left and went to Seal. But he was another supporter. Like, I've seen you do great things. Don't stop doing great things just because this person doesn't think that you can. Right. I heard you as all dudes. So, I need a um I have a question for you. What was the percentage of men that was in the army? Um a lot to like not, just not so many. <laughs> I, 70, 80, 60. Um, so when I first joined, I would say like 90. And then as the years mm. progressed and my MOS was allowing females, I'd say it dropped to about... Like 65 mm. in that 10 years. All right. What was the most gruesome thing you've seen in the army? Injury, somebody fell, somebody bust their head open. Um, we were running drills mm -hmm. for our MOS. We were getting ready to, um, we were competing to do a live fire with another unit and my tag, my other, my partner in my drill. Mm -hmm. It was it was late. It was dark. That was part of the drill. We had to do it in the dark, in full gear, with our gas mask on. Mm -hmm. Um. So we're running. Tags like tag one ready. He runs around the side of the truck, and he falls. And I hear him yell. Stop the drill, stop the drill, stop the drill. I'm like, what's going on? I come around, and his foot is in a hole that was supposed to be covered up by the truck. The person is driving the truck. Um, and his bone to his knee is, is sticking out. Mm. Like, just... Yeah. Just there. Just there. Ugh. And being in Korea, it sucks because where we were at mm -hmm. we weren't on the american side of post so we had to wait for the korean medics to show up and if our lt and liaison wasn't there so we're trying to speak to korean to these people his leg is broken on the radio and they're just nama 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 Damn. like kung fu i don't understand how long did it take him to get there it was like it took like 15 minutes maybe oh, okay but it was also in November and it was cold mm. like really cold Korea's got its own kind of cold and that's not just coming from me this is people that I have been with that went to Germany where it snows a lot yeah. and still says Korea's got its own kind of cold yeah. so it's just you think you know cold until you go to Korea it's terrible mm. so I think that would have to be the most gruesome thing I ever saw uh. And what was his payout? Because I know the army pays out well. Um, 
he he stayed in for a little bit after that. He didn't he didn't get right out. But I think when he did get out, he ended up getting like eighty five percent disability, which is like twelve hundred dollars a month. What? But that's why everybody's like, well, that's not that much. When you think about it, no, it's not. But he also gets medical benefits for him, his wife, and his first three kids for the rest of their lives. Oh. So. So everything covered? Everything's covered. Ah. And that $1,200. Ah, uh, so you a month. take so, care of yourself outside of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, speak on just some of the uh, discrepancies. I said it completely wrong. Discrepancies that you have with the army. Um. Um. My biggest discrepancy now is the the way the army. I guess you could say is built now. Now, the people that are joining the army since they've changed the way that training is. They don't train these soldiers to be as tough and mentally prepared as they need to be. Mm-hmm. You have soldiers now that'll come in and they'll do basic with their cell phones every weekend and stress cards. Oh man, this ruck march was so hard. I need the rest of the day off. I couldn't do that when I was in basic. Damn, Suck it up, soldier. Drink water and take a Tylenol. That was the solution for everything when I came in. Yeah. Like now, when I got out, well, my husband got out more recently. So when he got out in February, there was a soldier that was there. She got 100% disability for a back problem that she had before she joined the army. Mm. I was like, how was that not documented? Yeah. Prior to. What she got? How much she get? Well, she was like brand new, so she only got like, well, I mean, I guess to me it's not that much. It's like 900 and something dollars because of her rank. She was only private. <coughs> like she did basic AIT and four months at her at Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Damn. So you have soldiers now that are like sissified compared to when I came in. I mean, I hate yeah. to use that word, but that's the edited version. All right. Got a bunch of sissies joining the army now. I heard. Like the don't ask, don't tell rules is what lifted. No, that that wasn't that bad. So when don't ask, don't tell got lifted in two thousand and ten. Ten? I want to say two thousand ten. Maybe early eleven, something like that. Um, the biggest issue with that was there were a lot of men that were like. Oh man, now I'm gonna have this gay dude come up to me and ask me if I'm gay, and I'm gonna be like, oh, I don't wanna do that. That was the biggest the issue was answering scare. The that was the biggest scare. Like, oh, this means it's okay for this gay dude to look at me in his gay way. Yeah. Or this means this gay dude can do these gay things with me in his gay way. That was the biggest scare about Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm-hmm. The change in the army and why they're a bunch of sissies now is because there was a poll that was done. In like 2013 or 14? Mm-hmm. No. It was earlier than that. There was some poll that was done that said that AI or basic training for soldiers 
is bad. Like it's not, it's hurting soldiers before they can get to where they need to get to. Now for me, having gone through basic in 2008, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Don't get me, it, it was all mental. At that point, it was, for me, it wasn't as physically hard as it might have been for others. But most of it, it was a mental challenge. You have to tell yourself that you can do this. You have to get up and you have to be willing and ready to continue to the next day. That, But when basic changed and they started letting them have weekends off and these stress card crap and cell phones on the weekends. It just sounds like some BS. It, it, that's what changed how soldiers are now. That was the shift in army. That was a shift in discipline. All right. So now they're very undisciplined. Oh, very. I can just see it. And you think that's going to reflect on the field when it's time for battle? It does. Mm. It does. Because if I can't trust you, me as a leader, if I can't trust you as a soldier to go and mop this floor, how can I trust you as a soldier to make sure that you have your fellow soldiers back or that your weapon is prepped the way that it's supposed to be. Hey, go clean your weapon. We got done with the range for practice or whatever. If you don't do it right, and I know you didn't do it right, and I ask you to do it over and you catch the attitude with me, how can I trust that your weapon is ready when it's time for us to go do what we got to do? And the people that changed that way up here these super extra hua hua generals or whatever you want to call them that changed it, they don't look that every, yes, everything trickles down, but stuff like that starts at the bottom. Mm. Because you also have the soldiers that are terrible soldiers. They don't want to do nothing. They don't like doing nothing, but they can pass a PT test. What's that? The the physical Oh, physical fitness test. Like I can run two miles in five minutes, but I can't pass my skills test. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to change a tire on a truck. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of I won't say a lot. That's what some leadership positions are being filled by people that don't know their job for nothing. But I can do real good in PT. Yeah. Now, being that the army is lacking toughness and this crackdown is on these kids, um, where do you see our military ranking as far as being a threat? 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now. Um, you see the outcome of that being. I won't take the whole military. That's, that is my shift in the army. Now, each branch has its feelings towards everybody. Navy's like Coast Guard, Puddle Jumpers, whatever. Mm-hmm. But me, for me, I have nothing but love for the Marines. Both from what I've seen, being stationed from them, and then one of my family friends um, that I've known her pretty much her whole life, she joined the Marines. And 
watching what she went through in basic and AIT and what she did as a Marine, they didn't have this shift like we did. Mm -hmm. So the Army might be a bunch of sissies, but the Marines are still the Marines. Mm -hmm. They are still just as tough, rough, ready to rock and roll as ever. Mm -hmm. So the whole military might not be bad. I don't think our threat level has, has dropped, will drop that much as long as every branch across the military maintains... The standard that it's at. The army gets a little better. It goes back to where it was before. We'll be good. Marines stay where they are. We're fine. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 what I think. That's my personal opinion. Um. Dang, I had a good. Oh yeah. Your personal life. How did you end up in rattlesnake country? <laughs> rattlesnake Texas. country. Texas. That's. That's where the army sent me. Oh, you got branched there. Yeah. And you stayed? I did. I did. What is it about Texas? I've never been. I want to go. Travis Scott makes Houston sound like the greatest place in the world. Houston is overrated. Ooh. Explain. I will say that and let the beehive uh. attack me. Travis Scott fans, everybody fans attack me. Um... Now compare it to Charlotte. Yeah, do that, please. Um, That'll be dope. Houston compared to Charlotte. Houston is a little bit bigger. It's got way more people. Texans can't drive to save their lives. What? They suck some terrible. All that desert space and road they be on. <laughs> yeah, no. And one of the one of the reasons why I don't think Texas can, you know, you can get your Car, you can buy a car in Texas before you get a driver's license. Mm. That is a thing. Mm. I was like, wait, what? That's so ass backwards. But, <laughs> um, is it like that in North Carolina? No, you gotta have a license. Yeah, oh, okay. I never even thought about that. Um, it is, it's nice, it's just, it's overpriced, and it's almost like they can point you out if you're a tourist, they can pinpoint you mm -hmm. like a. a Native-born oh, yeah. Houston person you out of town. can look at you and be like, yeah, you're not from here. This is what you go do this, do this, <laughs> do that. Yeah. I'm just like, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> I went to a Rockets game mm -hmm. last, not last year, I think it was the year before. Um, and the stadium's freaking huge. It's like giant enormous. Um, and... They're, I don't want to say rude. I'm not rooting for the Rockets. That's not my team. Yeah. That was probably my mistake walking in there with a non-Rockets jersey on. They were like, ew, go, don't touch me. What you have on? I want to talk about it. Because <laughs> it wasn't a Hornets jersey either. So. A Mavericks jersey or something. Ew, gross. <laughs> no. Now, Dallas is nice. I like Dallas. Compared to Houston, I would go to Dallas before I went to Houston. Now, finish comparing it to Charlotte. Um... You said bad transportation, bad driving. Now, Charlotte has become a overpriced city that's starting to push its own people out of it. You do know that. Right? I mean, it was like that before I left 10 years ago. I mean, it, I mean oh, it's getting worse. Yeah. I saw that there's a toll on 74 headed towards Monroe. What the heck is this mess? I was like, what? It's crazy out here. It, I, shit, back, I'm sorry. Back in high school, 
I always feel like you could get an apartment uptown for a thousand dollars. Yeah. Not now. Yeah. Man, no. You be paying four thousand for that same space. Four grand a month. Um. So is it like that in Houston, or is it worse? Or you really don't know? So the cost of living actually in Houston, it might. So the cost of living in Texas in general is a little bit lower than mm. it is in North Carolina. Mm. Now in Houston, because Houston is a major city and it's so big and it's so highly populated, it might be close yeah. to North Carolina. But that's like Houston, Houston itself. Mm. And Dallas is pretty high as well as San Antonio. But that's like if you stay center city of those cities. Now if you drive... Just a little bit south, mm-hmm. like right on the edge yeah. of Houston, it won't be as bad. Now, last Houston to Charlotte question. You go to Houston, you drive around, you're a tourist, you see it, you see the city for what it is at face value. What is the black to white to Latino <laughs> to Mexican ratio that you that you saw? Um, there aren't very many white people in Houston. That's what I thought. I thought Houston was the hood. Yeah, it's not very many. Mm. And I mean that both skin-wise and if you are skin-wise, you still got some twang to you. Like you grew up around black folks, so your complexion is questionable. Yeah. There's not too many of those like actual white, white people either. Damn. So it's like the white people that are there have converted... To black or Hispanic, and now they don't want to be white anymore. <laughs> so it's, like it's, that. it's crazy you say it. it's like that in like Oakland too. Hmm. Well, before they, you know, washed <laughs> it out. Oh, is there anything you want to say before I let you get up out of here? Um, as much as it sounds like I probably just dog the hell out of the army. I loved my job. I loved what I did. If I had been given the opportunity to stay, I would have stayed. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. (laughs) So I will never say, don't do it. It's just, if I had to give any, anybody that was thinking about joining the army, I would tell them, like I just told a friend of mine's daughter who's considering it. One of my mentors' daughter wants to join, and he's telling her no. (laughs) I looked her in the face, and I told her do it, but be better than the standard. Mm. Last question. I need you to close it out, giving me the greatest positive about the army and the greatest negative about the army. You're talking to a little child who wants to go Keep it 100 with them. The greatest thing about the army and the trashest thing about the army. Okay. So the worst the, the worst thing, personally, in my perspective, it wears down on you physically. And, that, and I say that because I'm 29 years old and I have the worst back problems. Mm. Like, and that's, that's not just from having kids. I had problems before having kids. So mm. I have back problems. My knees are bad. Can't move like I used to. It it sucks. But on the flip side, 
some of the best people that I have met in my life were I've known in the army. A friend of mine, female friend of mine, I'm closer to her than I am to some of my blood siblings. Siblings, brothers and sisters, I'm closer to her than I am to them. And she's just, the army's full of great people as long as you make yourself open to meet those great people, I guess. All right. There you have it. I appreciate you. You're most welcome. All right. Y'all want to say goodbye? You're doing all that talking. Say something. Say bye. Say New Joe Button Podcast. I have you. Say New Joe Button. <laughs> I'm out. Bust down, Thadiana. Bust down, Thadiana. I want to see you bust down. <laughs> Anyways, that's motherfucking episode 28, man. I appreciate any and everybody who clicked on them, but I most and for certainly, for surely, most, I don't even know what the hell I'm trying to say, but damn it, the ones who clicked all the way through and didn't stop and kept going, I love you, dog. I love you. I motherfucking love you. Um, Yeah. Other than that, I appreciate everybody who support, click, you know, whatever, share, like all my shit, man. Um, Again, episode 28, it was a reach, but I pulled it off and it's legendary as always, as always, as always. Um, You already know episode 29 will be more litter, 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 more titter, titter, titter. And, uh, you know, follow my Instagram at R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Again, that's R-O-B-E-I-W-H-Y. Uh, and like always, like always, like always, baby, like, comment, subscribe, like the white girls in the motherfucking valley say, nigga. <laughs> I'm out, bitch. <laughs>